Hmm. Is there a downside to re-signing Jesper Bratt long-term? And also, is Nathan Bastian missed that much to the point where the New Jersey Devils continue to struggle? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, in today's episode, I decided to give you guys the floor. So, as some of you all might already be aware, I love going onto Devils Twitter. I like looking for random questions I see pop up, and I answer it on the show. But I decided to ask you guys directly. I said, if there were any questions in regards to the New Jersey Devils this season, please leave them uh, on my Twitter feed, and I will feature them in today's episode. So a couple of you came through. So this one person who goes by the name of devs 222 said, when do we panic? Do we move on from Blackwood? What damage will a high-priced Brad signing do? So I guess let's answer that in chronological order. So let's talk about uh, it, when is it the appropriate time for the New Jersey Devils to start panicking? Because in the previous episode, I talked about how these next couple of games might be a must win for them. And then I'll talk about Blackwood once again, because I've already uh, done an episode about it, but I guess we can revisit it. And uh, something I haven't been talking about recently, but Jesper Bratt is eligible to sign an extension with the New Jersey Devils come January 1st. So a lot of people during the course of the summer said that it might be a rental move for New Jersey Devils, but let's talk about that just a little bit. So let's start with when do we panic? So in the previous episode, I talked about how uh, that it was sort of a must win scenario for the New Jersey Devils to win against the Pittsburgh Penguins and then against the Carolina Hurricanes. So Here's the thing. I just want the New Jersey Devils to get out of their slump as quickly as possible. Now, let's just think about worst case scenario. If the New Jersey Devils drop one or both of these matchups, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're just going to fall a couple spots in the Metropolitan Division. But the good thing about it is it's still a tight race in the Metro. So if the Devils do drop these next couple of games, it's not going to do significant damage. But at the same time, I feel as though you want to get out of it sooner rather than later. So that's my overall mindset. And plus, I just want the New Jersey Devils to have a hot, happy locker room because I got three more credential games to cover, and I'm really tired of covering losses. I'm sure the Devils are tired of just losing more often than not. So my overall thing is like, when do we start to panic? If the New Jersey Devils cannot pick it up come mid-January or late January, I think that's when you sort of have to uh, just throw up the red flag just a little bit, especially if the points start to settle. Because one of the things I've been talking about is like once the points start to settle in the Metropolitan Division and the New Jersey Devils find themselves outside of the playoff hunt, that's when you start to grow a little concerned. And that's when I'm like talking about drastic times call for drastic measures. So Right now, on my end, I just want what's best for New Jersey Devils. So let's look at the best-case scenario. They come away with both of the wins, and they build up a decent point cushion. But for right now, with just how tight the Metropolitan Division is, I just want the New Jersey Devils 
to get out of it sooner rather than later. Now let's move on. Mackenzie Blackwood. When do we move on from him? If not the trade deadline, I say come the end of the season because with how well Akira Schmidt has done uh, during his absence and also with the rise of Nico Dawes, because here's a player that we haven't talked about this season, and that's Nico Dawes, because Nico Dawes last year, while he wasn't uh, anywhere near like great or anything of that caliber, he still held down his uh, ground quite nicely in between the pipes for the Devils, especially considering the circumstances. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about Akira Schmidt momentarily, but for Nico Dawes, I think he has a lot of upside. I know it's been a bit of a struggle for right now in Utica, but He's still young. He's still trying to figure things out. But he was arguably our best goalie last year. So what do I mean by that? It's just like the Devils last year had to go through multiple goalies. And it was just like uh, a game of musical chairs. But last season for Nico Dawes, he appeared in 25 games. He had a record of 10-11-1. He had a goals against average of 3.11 and a save percentage of 893. Quite honestly, uh, during the course of the offseason, I said that Nico Dawes was the New Jersey Devils' best goalie. And like I said, it was nothing spectacular. But at the same time, there was potential. And let's just look at the circumstances. The New Jersey Devils, they lost Mackenzie Blackwood. They lost Jonathan Bernier. So they were just in desperate need of some goaltending. So they thrusted Akira Schmidt and Nico Dawes into positions that they were a little uncomfortable with. And ultimately, Nico Dawes, uh, like I said, while he didn't perform the best, it was still better than uh, like what we were given. Like it was better than nothing or it was better than like uh, Andrew Hammond in that, in that manner. So remember how failed of an experiment that was with Andrew Hammond. And remember Akira Schmidt also struggled last year. So Nico Dawes, I, while he hasn't uh, been called up this season, I think he definitely has a lot of upside and he could definitely be a third string goalie for devils. And then for Akira Schmidt, I feel as though Akira Schmidt is definitely ready to be given the backup role for the New Jersey Devils. And it's not a knock at Blackwood. I'm not saying that Blackwood's a bad player or anything, but quite honestly, with the rise of Vitek Vancek and the rise of Akira Schmidt, I think those are the one-two tandem that you want that you would like to have. So my thing is, uh, I think uh, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's days with the New Jersey Devils are coming to an end. And like I said, if it's not the trade deadline, then I definitely foresee the New Jersey Devils just moving on with them because at the end of the season, he's going to become a restricted free agent. And let me ask you this. Do you feel comfortable with giving uh, Mackenzie Blackwood another extension? Because I surely don't. I just don't think he's earned it and he's not consistent enough because the one thing I've been talking about is that Mackenzie Blackwood, he's basically a coin flip. So one game he does well. So that game against the Panthers and then the next game against uh, the Boston Bruins, He's absolutely awful. Now, look, I'm not trying to say the entire loss is on his shoulders, but he had a good share in it. So that's my thing. If Mackenzie Blackwood cannot find consistency and if he cannot perform above expectations, then it's definitely 100% uh, time to move on from him. So I think his days are coming to an end. I'd be stunned if he's in a devil's uniform come next season. And now let's talk about the big one. But before we do... I want you guys to make some extra cash, so I'm going to get you hip to BetOnline.net. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, trends, and uh, for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. 
We've got it all for you at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest, easy way to get all your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's talk about Jesper Bratt. What is the damage if the New Jersey Devils sign him long-term? So let's just get the big question out of the way. If the New Jersey Devils sign Jesper Bratt long-term, can they pursue somebody else? So I spoke to my buddy, Jersey Joe, and I like to refer to Joe as my analytics expert and also my uh, rookie expert because he is big into prospects and things of that nature. But in terms from an analytical standpoint, I did ask Jersey Joe, and we did have this discussion before. I was like, okay, hypothetically, can the New Jersey Devils re-sign Jesper Bratt long-term and get someone else like Timo Meyer or maybe Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Brock Besser, whatever the case might be. Can they go after another big-name player and still uh, re-sign Jesper Bratt? And he said, yes, but here's the thing. It's going to be a pick-your-poison kind of thing. So uh, if we re-sign Jesper Bratt, that's great and all, but the Devils are going to have to make a decision, which is do you trade for someone now during the course of the season or do you wait until the offseason? So that's the overall question mark that you have with the New Jersey Devils is like, what do you want to do with that overall direction? So if the Devils decide to go after somebody now, they're not going to have enough money to have a splashy offseason. And if they do sign a few pieces, it's going to be at a cheap price and it's not going to get you excited in that regard. So my thing is like for the Devils, it really depends on where they're at. So if they start to turn around, like I said, during the month of January, then maybe you kind of have to think about like maybe pursuing uh, somebody else to just try to add to your roster because once again, getting someone like Timo Meyer that could be big for the New Jersey Devils just because we're in desperate need of a finisher. We're in desperate need of a grit and grind kind of guy. And I think Timo Meyer, given his age, can definitely have a huge impact. The only problem is, is that I just don't see the San Jose Sharks trading him away just given the circumstances that they're in a rebuild. Timo Meyer is young. It's the same situation that we're in with Jesper Bratt, which is we're trying to extend Jesper Bratt. We're not trying to trade him away, no matter how good or bad um, uh, the Devils might be. Like, it didn't matter if we were, like, in a playoff position or a rebuilding situation. The Devils are not going to try to part ways with Jesper Bratt via a trade. That's definitely not going to happen. So that's the overall circumstance, which is, like, people are just wondering, like, we're not going to have enough money to go after somebody. We're not going to have enough money to also get Jesper Bratt. The answer to that is yes, but it's more of like, where do you want to do with it? Do you want to do with it in a trade? Do you want to do it in the offseason? Whatever the case might be. My overall thing is like, if the Devils uh, struggle and God forbid they miss the playoffs, then by all means, you got to go after somebody during the course of the offseason. But the main priority is to re-sign Jesper Bratt. And I don't see Jesper Bratt wanting to uh, leave New Jersey because he literally said before the course of the offseason that... Uh, he wants to finish what he started, and he appeared on Speak of the Devil's podcast, and that that was what he said verbatimly. He wants to finish what he started in New Jersey. He wants to continue to do what he's doing right now. And uh, after the offseason concluded and they signed him to a one-year extension and avoided the arbitration hearing, Jesper Brad did reveal that he left his agent up to the negotiating process. And like I said many times, I think his agent just saw – the amount of money that Brock Besser got paid. He saw the amount of money that Kevin Fiala got paid. So he wanted to pay Jesper Bratt uh, the same amount of money or he wanted the Devils to do the same way. So it's just like, 
um, the Devils and Tom Fitzgerald's overall mentality was probably this, like Jesper Bratt is a very good player. Don't get us wrong. But at the same time, it's just like he hasn't really done enough to uh, just get that multi-year extension similar to Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, and also Dougie Hamilton because those are the rocks in our foundation right now. Those are the players that we need. So um, re-signing Jesper Bratt, honestly, the only risk that, that you have is that can he maintain this same type of production? Because here's the thing about Jesper Bratt, and I've said it like briefly in a previous episode which is i don't really get on jesper brad for going on this cold slump it's just like like many of his other teammates he's just getting robbed so like in the previous game against the boston bruins he was creating looks for himself he had like an open breakaway he had a lot of good looks unfortunately Allmark is just that good of a goalie and was just able to rob jesper brad similar to many of his other teammates so i i don't think jesper brad is doing this uh due to lack of effort i just think that he's just Right now, unlucky, and he's getting handcuffed on some of these possessions. So the thing about Jesper Bratt this season, he has appeared in 35 games, and he has 33 points, and he has a plus-minus of plus 12. So he's almost a point-per-game player. And, in fact, just a few weeks ago, he was a point-per-game player, or I think he was even more than that. So Jesper Bratt is still a very good player. And this is the kind of thing that I actually anticipate from Jesper Bratt, which was I didn't expect for him to get off to the start that he got off to. I expected for him to sort of get off to the start that Jack Hughes uh, had at the beginning of the year, and, but uh, they've uh, reversed roles. So right now, Jack Hughes uh, right now is our points getter. Nico Heischer is our leader and our captain. And then for Jesper Bratt, I said, like, he's kind of the odd man out when looking at the baby big three. I just said, Jesper Bratt, I have high expectations for him. I think if he continues to just uh, rack up the points, if he continues to show his solid production, then quite honestly – I don't I, I don't think uh, him becoming an all-star is out of the realm of possibility. Right now, he would have to go on a major point streak and just try to uh, catch lightning in a bottle to do so. But, hey, Jack Hughes did it last year, so I think Jesper Bratt can do the same thing. So, once again, I still don't see um, a, a downside with re-signing Bratt long-term. In fact, I see a lot of upside. So, you solidified your baby big three. Those are the people you're going to build your team around. You got your foundation set up for the future. You still have money to get after another big name player. And the Devils are on the come up because right now they're still in a good position, guys. I know that it's been a struggle. I know the month of December has been, let's just face it, dreadful. But at the same time, the Devils have exceeded expectations. So for right now, I, I, I get that it's frustrating, but at the same time, if the Devils were to finish middle of the pack in the Metropolitan Division, if the season were to end right now, they still exceeded expectations. So, yes, our expectations have grown as a result, and we do expect more from them. But at the same time, let's just not uh, just diminish what they've done so far this season. So, Jesper Bratt re-signing long-term for the Devils, that's the ultimate goal. He's eligible to do it in a few days. So, hopefully, we're able to kick off uh, 2023 with a bang and re-sign Jesper Bratt long-term. So, uh, to answer that person's question, I don't see any true damage to re-signing Jesper Bratt long-term. I think it would be a great bargain for a New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, I don't know how much money Jesper Bratt is going to demand. But if they're, if the Devils are able to sign him from anywhere to like six to eight years, whatever the case might be, then that's honestly a steal for Tom Fitzgerald. And I see, like I said, I think Jesper Bratt, I think he's only begun to scratch the surface because a lot of people consider last year to be his breakout year. But I said, until he's named an all-star, which I think he's very capable of doing so, 
then I think that's going to be his true breakout season. Okay, now to answer this person's question by the name of Eric Reinhardt. How does the team go from winning 13 in a row to playing like they are now? Is Bastion really missed that badly? So to answer your question, it's sort of a yes and no kind of thing. So here's the thing. Bastion going down did hurt the New Jersey Devils because they lost some depth. They lost, uh, remember when the Brad Pack appeared on the show and he basically said that uh, Nathan Bastion is sort of like the green goblin of getting goals because he's right in front of the net. He's able to redirect it on in. He's cleaning up the misses, whatever the case might be. That is dearly missed for, from Nathan Bastion, and that's what we've been missing. We've just been missing that person who's not afraid to do the dirty work, and that's something that I want to see uh, the Devils try to like find in the absence of Nathan Bastion. Now, I do have an update on Nathan Bastion. He is skating uh, by himself. He's not skating with the team yet. So progress, but uh, I'm, I'm just saying like that's that's all the minor update I have for right now. So I still think he's going to be out for a few weeks, but digressing a bit. Yes, Nathan Bastion is missed dearly, but at the same time, this was sort of a buildup because remember, Andre Palat goes down with an injury. So we already lost some depth right there, but luckily we had some other guys step up. So that BMW line, our top six, our baby big three, uh, Tomas Tatar is also having a good year, and I think more people need to talk about it. On the defensive side of things, Dougie Hamilton has, ha- has been having a good offensive uh, caliber season, so more people need to talk about that. So I think this has been a buildup over time because the thing is, is like when Andre Pilat went down, a lot of people stepped up. But when Nathan Bastion went down, that's where uh, we, we just kept losing more and more depth. So I, I think of it as like a concussion. So bear with me for a second. So your second concussion is always worse than your first one. So when Andre Pilat went down, it was a blow to the team. But at the same time, the Devils, for the most part, were still healthy. But now you lose Nathan Bastion, another key depth player. And that's just the second blow. And that's uh, worse than your first blow, if that makes sense. So I think that's where I stand with Nathan Bastion. He's a very good player. And obviously uh, him going down was big, but I think it's just been a buildup, especially with Andre Pilat getting hurt and just overall just losing more key depth guys. That's why I say once Andre Pilat returns, I think the Devils will get back to normalcy because uh, they're getting more scoring up and down their lineup. And uh, th- th- that's just what's been missing ever since Nathan Bastion went down, which is the Devils just have been missing more options. And, my overall question is why isn't Lindy Ruff changing up the lines? Because usually you keep the same lines if your team is winning, but his team is losing. So it's just like, I would like Lindy Ruff to make some changes in that regard, if that makes sense. But overall, it's just like, uh, yeah. So Eric Holla being on the same line of Jack Hughes, I just don't think that that works. And I think Eric Holla really needs to move back down to the bottom six. Um, I think Sharon Govich needs another run with Jack Hughes. I, I know the main X factor I've been saying is that Yegor Sharangovich needs to perform well without Jack Hughes. But like I said, desperate times call for desperate measure, measure. So to answer that person's question fully, yes and no. But uh, Nathan Bastion is severely missed. But there's more to it and there's more aspects to it. So it's never that simple. There's more to it. There's more than uh, what meets the eye. Now, going into this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I know I might be being a little overdramatic when I say that these next two games for the Devils are must-wins, but from my perspective, I just want the New Jersey Devils to get out of the rut quickly. Like, do it right now. 
because I don't want them to be in the Islanders position, which is third last, last in the Metro. And, you know, they still uh, have a decent amount of points. They're still within striking distance. Let's break it right now. Let's not put ourselves into that position. One of the techniques that I was taught as a lifeguard is that if you're, if that, if a problem is about to occur, try to prevent it from happening in the first place. So like, if you see that someone is struggling, go out and save them before it's too late. So I think that's the thing that the devils need to relate to, which is like, they're in a situation right now, right now they're just treading water uh, and they're just trying to stay afloat. And I know that each team goes through some of those rough patches, like I've been saying episode after episode, but after episode, but I think the overall mindset for Devils moving forward, especially against the Carolina Hurricanes, especially against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are your divisional rivals, I think you got to win them right now, get out of the rut, just get out of the pickle, and they'll be fine moving forward. So that's why I want the Devils to win this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And right now, the Penguins are on a losing streak. So right possible time, I've been hearing that they've been having some trouble with their uh, defense, especially due to injury. Ty Smith still has not suited up in a game for them. So low light Ty Smith. I don't know if we're going to see a sighting, but we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to it. And I think this is a good opportunity for the Devils to get a win, get some confidence uh, uh, for the New Year's Day game against the Carolina Hurricanes. So I think the Devils are going to come out on the winning end. Uh, fingers crossed, because like I said, Pittsburgh Penguins, losing streak, struggling on defense. Uh, their goaltending, solid, nothing spectacular, similar to what the Devils are this season. Uh, sometimes they could be good, sometimes, sometimes they could be bad, but let's not get goalie this game, all right? You had a lot of practice on Allmark. Now let's see if we could translate it into actually finding the back of the net. So that's what I want the Devils to do moving forward. So let me know what you guys think of this episode because uh, this is kind of my first time doing a mailbag um, kind of episode. So if you want to see more of it, uh, let me uh, know in the comments section if you're watching on YouTube or hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's the whole time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.